Hi, everybody. This is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, Day 154. It's now been three years, 11 months, and seven days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And we just had two days of torrential rain here in Southern California. So after all of our wildfires, mudslides are a danger. Mark and I are safe, but hiking on the mountain or wandering around by trees in the park is not quite in the cards until things dry out a bit. So to continue looking on the positive side of events, I decided to take this chance to return to one of my favorite podcasting spots, the almost dry riverbed at Descanso Gardens. Last episode, I introduced new show music and a new feature called Afterthoughts, where I can respond if need be after I edit my off-the-cuff segment. And honestly, when I recorded day 153, I was at a pretty low point. I wondered why I was even doing this show anymore. But after its release and I listened to it, I felt so much better. It was as if a weight had lifted. Several of you BCs also reached out with your voice and comments after day 153. And this new episode is in celebration of that bravery and your friendship. So let's get the show rolling by listening to our new inspirational snippet of Circle by Hartley. Take a step back, look around. Breathe in the air, let down your hair, just listen. Today, while I'm sitting here at Descanso, looking at the beautiful vistas and the rain-cleared sky, does anything smell as good as fresh air after the rain? I don't know. And since it's been so hot here in Southern California, I haven't had too many opportunities of late to really check that out. But it is absolutely beautiful. The weather's mild things are clear. My head even feels clear. And while I was listening to the lyric, here's the part that really got to me today. It's where she sings, think about where we have been, the joy we shared with friends who care and all the things we've seen. It's a good day to begin. And that really kind of got me to the crux of something that I need to embrace and kind of flip around. It's that I realize that I need to really start embracing memories that I have, the value of those memories, our treasures, versus the old way of saying, oh, I'm going to let go of loss. I really need to embrace those treasured memories. Because when we lose loved ones from our lives, be it friends, family, pets, even celebrities who are part of the fabric of our lives, it is so easy to get stuck missing what they used to provide us, companionship, love, laughs, whatever it might be. When we have relationships, we are getting something out of that, even if it's just to be needed, right? There's something that we're getting. And when we lose those relationships for whatever reason, it can be easy to get stuck on that loss. 
And I know if I'm not careful to go that way, I will get stuck over and over again in my compulsive mind about what I've lost, what did I do, how did I cause this loss, which as we've said over and over and over and over again, it's possible I did something to cause some loss, but it's also very, very possible that it's really nothing to do with me. And no matter which way it goes, it's really not my business. People have the right to come and go, participate in this show or not, how they please, because it's their life. And all I have control over is my life and my reactions. And I've noticed over the years that it is especially easy for me to miss long-time participating BCs who, for whatever reason, have bid adieu and moved on from it. You know, I covered last time some of the pain I feel and generic listenership going down or anonymous unlikes or unfollows on social media are hard enough when I'm feeling insecure. But that doesn't even compare to the arrow I feel when it's a BC I've had a long communication with. But like my grieving for my mom and dad, it doesn't serve me or my life going forward at all to focus on the good times with them that I will no longer enjoy. That is a big black hole of emptiness and pain. People come and go in our lives. Friends move, priorities change, we grow apart, families shift. If you've listened to all of the episodes of the almost four years I've been recording Compulsive Overeating Diary, you will note that for a time there were certain BCs and certain BC names that were prominent, and then those BCs disappeared from being mentioned. Then new BCs came to the fore before most of them moved on and were no longer mentioned. And that's because just like things change in our real lives, Virtual friendship does not protect us from real feelings and real change in real priorities. And I realized after last show that I was stuck in grief over those lost virtual friends. And it got me thinking about why was I so stuck in what I didn't have versus celebrating what I do have. And I decided I'm going to tell you a totally unrelated story that has nothing to do with BCs at all. But I think it was a good illustration for me to ponder. And this is about a boyfriend that I got when I first moved to California, who is not Mark, by the way, is not. And I'm not going to tell you this boyfriend's name. Let's just give him a nickname of Jerk for short. (laughs) Okay. Well, Jerk and I shared the same birthday month. Our birthdays were very close together. And mine came first and his came second. And because I'm really the birthday queen and the birthday empress, and I want everyone to have this huge celebration for birthdays, because that's how it was in my family. We got all the stops pulled out for birthdays. That might be the only time in our lives we got all of the attention on us, but birthdays were king. So wanting to be a good girlfriend, I had arranged this special night out at a very nice hotel with good dancing because he was a good dancer and wonderful dinner and a surprise cake and decorations and all kinds of things I'd worked very, very hard on to make his birthday very special. Well, we arrived to this. We were at the dinner, having some of these decorations, sipping toasts and all that. And I happened to mention in conversation 
some of the things that my boss had done for me at my work for my birthday at that time. Simple things like coworkers might do. And this caused Jerk, my former, former boyfriend, <laughs> to just go off like crazy, being mad and angry and pissed off that nobody at his work had done anything for him in a similar manner. And then he went down through all the years how nobody had ever done anything for him for his birthday, how it was always him doing things for others and never anybody taking out any time to do something for him. Well, remember, I'm telling you, I'm hearing this speech while I'm sitting here at the special surprise table with the very expensive wine that I really couldn't afford making this huge, wonderful evening for a jerk. And I was so annoyed. I kept wanting to jump up and wave in front of his face and say, look here, you, I'm right here. I'm celebrating you. I am here. I care. I have done all of this for you. Come on now, wake up, wake up. But he was so stuck in what he missed that he didn't appreciate what he had. And he destroyed a great moment in our present, as well as any future memory of his birthday that was being well celebrated by us. Now, besides the moral of the story to appreciate what you have, I noticed that it is super, super easy for me to look at this as a lesson in I need to appreciate everything right now. And wasn't he really a jerk for not appreciating me after all I was doing for him? But what I also take away from that story is my reaction. Where was the compassion? Obviously what was going underneath that rant about not being valued and not having coworkers who did the simplest thing for him was a feeling of being isolated and alone and not good enough. And me, the queen of compassion, me, the one who wants to make everyone's birthday good, was more focused on my missing out on his appreciation to my efforts than I was at making sure that he felt loved and appreciated right now. So this story makes me think of both ways here. I get focused on what I lack when UBCs do not participate and support me and what I view as this show, you know, I feel hurt by that. But also, I need to have compassion for your lives and what you need. Because when I have compassion, whether it's for my former boyfriend or for whatever it is that you're going through, rather than taking everything so darn personally, I find that I can appreciate the memories. Even the humor in the memory of my boyfriend's dinner. And I can certainly appreciate what I have in the here and now a whole lot better if I remember to look at both sides. Are my needs being met? And do I have true compassion for the needs of others? Live from our studio in beautiful La Crescenta, 
It's time for Lori's afterthoughts. What? Additional reflection on today's topic. Welcome to Afterthoughts for Day 154. Wow, do I love this feature. Lori, good job! Yay! Well, let's start Afterthoughts with Donnie's opinion about this new feature. Afterthoughts. I love it. I love it, dear Lori. This is Donnie here, pondering your episode. And hindsight is always twenty twenty. I love the prospect of afterthoughts and being able to explain and articulate things that maybe you forgot or didn't say quite right. Or maybe you didn't get to say what you thought you meant to say or something. But I really think that you're onto something here. Afterthoughts, brilliant, period. Thanks, Donnie. I appreciate your thoughts on Afterthoughts. I especially appreciate how you sent them via audio. NBC's After Last Show, I got a ton of audio to play with, and I cannot tell you how happy that made me. I had so much fun finding music and effects and figuring out how I was going to turn each of these little audio bits into my own mini feature. That is so much fun for me. It gave me energy and love for this show like I haven't felt for a really long time. I mean, I've always loved you guys and I love to do it, but when you talk back to me with your actual voice and your comments, but your voice especially, it just really makes me happy. So I wanted to thank you, all of you who participated, and I hope that you enjoy all of the different voices on this show. Now, next on Afterthoughts, I'm going to answer a question from Mary S., Hey, Lori, this is Mary S. giving you a little audio here. I know we talk quite often um, via messages, but I thought I'd send you a voice message specifically because I just listened to your last episode. Number one, song is great. I love that you are thinking about changing things up as you are changing. And that is one of the reasons I absolutely love your show. It is authentic. It is real. Number two, um, I did listen to the whole thing and I felt like throughout the dialogue, the whole time I kept saying out loud while I was working in my craft room, I kept saying, why are you doing the show? Why are you doing the show? Are you doing it for you? Are you doing it to reach out and make friends? Maybe you're doing it for both. I don't know, but it sounds like that there are times you get frustrated. And number one, I think the fact that you share that with everybody is one of the reasons why so many people after 2014 are still listening to your show. You're real. We're all like you are, and we like to hear it. So I guess my main question is, why do you do the show? I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Well, Mary, Hi! Thank you so much for your question. That one has really been one that I've been pondering. Why do I do the show? Now, I know why I started the show, and I've said that many times. I literally started Compulsive Overeating Diary to stay on a diet, to try to get thin again. 
And what was underneath that wanting to get thin again was what's always underneath my wish to get thin again is I wanted to become more comfortable with myself, to feel better about myself. Because underneath all of my issues, whether it's wishing for you guys to participate or wishing that I had a better body or wishing that I had more success as a voice actor, is this really big feeling that somehow I'm not enough. And since I didn't have anyone to talk to about my compulsive overeating issues, I kind of thought, okay, I'll talk to myself. Remember, I was already doing Daily Adventure Tales, my first podcast. So I was used at that point to going out and talking into my recorder. Those overlapped for a little while. And so I didn't really intend for Compulsive Overeating Diary to become as long-term as it is. I thought, wow, it will take me six months if I stick to my diet to get down to 191, which was my goal weight. And if I just come down here to the park and talk about my struggles, I will hit 191. So originally, I wanted to lose weight. And it was just another trick to see, could I lose weight by talking about these things? Now, I know most of you also do not sit down and talk with your buddies about these issues that come with eating disorders or disordered thinking or even just the struggles about being on a diet for whatever reason. So part of me was also hoping that maybe I could find some of you out there who would talk to me. I didn't just want to be the voice spouting out my thing. I was hoping I could find somebody to relate to who would talk to me. And when at first it didn't seem like that was happening, that's why, you know, episode number four, my pathetic one, I was literally begging you guys to talk to me because at that point I really felt like It's true, I am all alone. There is nobody who feels this way, and I am crazy. I guess that's what I am. Is my brain just as crazy, and I'm just crazy, and here I am 50 years old plus, and and I'm never going to get thin, and I'm never going to find people who will accept me, and I'm going to have to tap dance my entire life to even have a little bit of companionship. Because these are some of the crazy compulsive thoughts that I have had to deal with. That who I am is not good enough and that if I try to be authentic, that that's not going to work out well. And you know, when you're ready to be real, you find people, I think, who appreciate that. But not everybody will. So as the show went on, especially in the early episodes when I was more traditional and still trying to lose weight, everybody could relate to me because they were on a diet too or they understood being on a diet and there was a clear goal in sight, but I had a lot of support. A lot of people started commenting and even some calling the Bravery Hotline and oh my goodness, the first time I got a call on the Bravery Hotline, I thought I would just faint with sheer amazement and joy. 
that somebody way out there wanted to actually talk to me. And that felt so good. It almost became like another compulsion to get more of those good feelings, right? And then I would feel guilty. It's kind of like, oh, I really do want to eat that chocolate. That chocolate really does taste good. Oh, but it's not healthy for you. You should be enjoying these delicious shredded carrots over wasabi or something, right? But secretly in your heart of hearts, you know, I really want that chocolate. Well, as more listeners came and you became the brave companions, the actual companions, it felt really great. I'm like, wow, maybe I'm mistaken and I'm not so bad. And look, there's all these people from around the world are stepping up and supporting me and participating. So I'm really on to something. And I started to feel a sense of good enough about myself that I hadn't felt before. But the problem is, it was still tied to the response that I was getting or not getting. And that's why you hear me crying and upset as the show goes up and down with responses. Because if for whatever reason, the BCs went away, I immediately fell into that, I'm not good enough. Kind of the same feeling as if you get onto the scale finally after having some crazy robot alien times in your life and you get on, then you go, oh, look how much weight I've gained. I am a failure. Here I have to start over. And I wrongly got that idea in my head that if you guys aren't commenting or calling, or if you don't think foolish fun is as much fun as I think it is, then somehow I have failed. And it's really, really taking me a long time to separate those things out. I tried to start last show when I said I need to learn how to express what's in my heart and just be happy with that. And the times I'm most happy with this show is when I am actually expressing that. And I love, love, love. Remember for our big finale show when BC Dave let me do Dave and the Robot Aliens and my, and my voice acting friends stepped up and we did that little radio feature and I went, wow. This is just so awesome. I couldn't conceive of the joy of so much collaboration that BC Dave could write something and my voice acting friends would step up and work on that. And my coach at the time, David Babich, would master it and help me with the music on it. And that was like such a revelation to me. The Compulsive Overeating Diary could be like the center of all these people being creative and having fun and being brave. And for me, that is the ultimate. I like to do the show to feel more brave and creative. Unfortunately, I am me. Well, fortunately, I am me. And unfortunately, I am me. So I still have all the normal up and down emotions that all of you have, that we all have. So 
if I'm feeling really good about myself because either I've done inner work or I'm just feeling balanced or I've been doing my meditation or things are going well, I can more easily be balanced about are BCs participating in the show or are they not? I can just do my thing. If for some reason I'm not feeling well or something else has gone wrong for me in my real life or I'm just getting those bouts of insecurity, then I magnify those feelings through the show. So, Mary, this is a really long answer to your question, but I think bottom line is I do compulsive overeating diary to understand myself better. And some of the things I understand, I'm not too fond of, (laughs) but I've seen a lot of growth. That's number one. Number two, yes, I unexpectedly made friends, friends who I understood and who understood me and some of whom, like Dottie, likes to participate in my creative, crazy endeavors and BC Dave, who's done so much to inspire creativity for me on this show. And that friendship has become very, very important to me. It's a big source of my joy just to know that I have all of you out there who do understand me at least a bit and will at least forgive some of my craziness because I know that you understand some of this craziness. Whether or not the way that I express my craziness matches up with your crazy times, you at least understand that there can be crazy times. And they can be crazy about food, body, getting older, feeling like a failure, being disappointed, having hopes that don't turn out, but still going, still going. I think that is the main thing and the biggest blessing for me in this whole endeavor is how many of us have learned to keep going and give it a shot and that we can always do better or feel better or learn to accept ourselves a little more. And I'm going to wrap up Afterthoughts with a really cool thing. B.C. Dave and his wife Kathleen are on a double BC Bravery Sports Report. It's time for the BC Bravery Sports Report, where brave companions share their sports and fitness challenges, personal best, and awesome experiences, regardless of how many calories were burned. Hi, Lori. This is Dave Glowen. As I've mentioned before, last year Kathleen and I started playing disc golf. And this year I decided that I was going to go out and compete with the big boys, so to speak. And I was going to sign up for tournaments and leagues, knowing full well that my skill level may not be up where it needs to be. But I need to stretch myself, get out of my comfort zone, and play with people that are better than I am so that I can learn from them. Last week, 
I went to the putting challenge, and I only made about 10% of my putts. This week, went back, and I made 47% of my putts. So I'm pretty fired up about that, but more importantly, I'm getting comfortable with stretching my comfort zone. Thank you for all your support and love over the years. Hi, Lori. This is Dave Glowen. Actually, I'm calling in to report my wife, Kathleen, on the bravery report. And I actually think it's a super bravery report for her. Last week, I played at the disc golf indoor putting competition. And I did so-so. But Kathy saw that it was so much fun. She decided that this week she wanted to try So there were 19 players, 18 of them being men, and one being Kathleen. But she stepped up to the line and chose to compete anyway. Now, we're both beginners, so she didn't do all that great. But most importantly, she had lots of fun and felt that she had stretched herself more than she has in the past. Another thing to know is that the disc golf community is totally awesome. So there was a good handful of guys there that were cheering her on, encouraging her, and giving her tips. So I am very, 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 very proud of my wonderful wife, Kathleen Glowen. Bye. If you'd like to share your BC Bravery Sports Report, call the Bravery Hotline, you speak pipe, or send audio of your story to Lori at CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. Remember, get out and have some fun. We'd love to hear about it. Last show, I also asked you to send some support for Mark so he would believe you actually enjoy his participation. Donna recorded some love for Mark. I do value and appreciate Mark and all the effort and energy that he puts into the show. I always get great humor at listening to you prompt him and prod him when you do personal interviews with him about your relationship and like when you were valuing yourself based on your weight and how you were looking and things with your intuitive eating and you interviewed Mark, it was fabulous. I think that it's great. And I mean, to have that support and encouragement, plus it just puts a fun little spin and twist on things to have him on there and his little rendition. I really valued his little tidbit about the meditation and also the Kool-Aid. Mind you, I've never drank Kool-Aid again since I thought about the fact that it cleans the toilet. BC Dave gave Mark some props as part of one of his supportive comments. He writes, Mark, I'm sure you have heard or read some of my comments, and you know that I'm a straight shooter and don't say things just to be nice. You are an important part of this podcast now. I really enjoy all you have added. Plus, it is nice to have a male perspective from time to time. BC Dave also sent me a great list of inspirational quotes that gave me an idea for a new feature. On Facebook, I asked BCs and my voice acting friends if they would record one of these quotes for the show. And guess what? BC Josephine is on the Bravery Report today. 
not only for stepping up and recording a quote for us, but for also letting us in on her fear, which she did in order to encourage other BCs who might be fighting the same fears about sharing their voices on the show. This is Josephine. Anyway, I just saw a thing on the Facebook saying that you wanted some people to read some quotes. And I tell you what, um, I'm happy to do one for you. I'm, I'm not, well, I'm a, I'm a BC, but I'm very, not very brave. I'm really not. I think my voice sounds funny. And especially, you know, in light of you, who's a professional voice actor, so if you don't want to use it, if you think, my God, I'm not putting that on my show, then, you know, feel free to just delete it. That, that's perfectly fine. But if you want me with my, um, in fact, I've got a stuffy head cold right now, too. But feel free to use it if you want. Okay, I'm going to do the Harper Lee one. Until I feared I would lose it, I never loved to read. One does not love breathing. Harper Lee. I've always loved to read, and I've always loved To Kill a Mockingbird. So I hope that I was in time to be the person to do that one. And as long as I'm being brave here and actually talking, I I was also as sick as a dog. I, I listened to... Um, the latest yesterday I think it was last night I listened to the latest podcast and you said that poor Mark had been sick as a dog over Christmas but it just touched my heart so much when you said that even though he was so sick that he went take after take after take trying to make that Santa Claus voice and all that helping you with the with the Christmas show and I love the Christmas show but I was sick as a dog so that's why you haven't heard from me over the last episode but Anyway, and I've always, like I said, I've always been too scared that I sounded funny to actually say something. If you think this is okay, and if I hear it, you know, used, I I would do some foolish fun things. Oh, oh, I loved, I loved the Christmas show, and I loved especially Yana and, and the old Lang Syne and her little baby. That was just so sweet and precious. And I loved you and Mark, and I, and yes, tell Mark that I look forward to him, and I really like listening to him on on the shows so i won't don't think that he's the that we're pulling his leg but no we really like it or i do anyway you know i guess i can't speak for anybody else but i like it and i appreciate it and i love seeing the pictures of you guys before your bike rides and after your bike rides and everything and so all right guys well xoxoxo and i really 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 care about you guys too bye Thank you, dear Josephine, for your bravery and for sharing your real self with us. And wow, thanks for being brave enough to record even when you didn't feel well. Mark also says to tell you he got quite the kick out of your appreciative message. XOXO, right back at you from us both. I also appreciate BC Dave's comments from last show, supporting all of us. Dave writes, Lori, Some things you forgot to mention when it comes to what Lori has to offer. One, you offer hope, hope that we can learn to love ourselves. Two, you offer a safe place and ear for the BCs to be vulnerable. 
Three, you offer encouragement. The podcast has helped me stretch and grow my comfort zone. Four, you also have the ability to bring people, BCs in this case, together. The new format and song are great. The afterthought segment allows you to be even more real and serves as a reminder of progress, not perfection. By the way, do you still communicate with Alan Standish? I just started listening to his Inner Effort podcast again. Side note, no, I haven't talked to Alan for a while, but I think I should, and I too listen to his Inner Effort podcast since he started up again. Good note, Dave. Back to his comment. Please tell Tiger he is handsome and does a great job managing the podcast. Now, this is referring to the photo of Tiger the Cat acting as editor that I put on the last show's notes page. To all BCs, fears are real and valid. There may be negative reactions to your choices and actions. I know how that feels, and I have felt the same way. However, I have found that I miss way too much joy and pleasure in life if I succumb to it. As Donnie says, quote, don't put your value into others, unquote, or don't put your joy and pleasure in life into the hands of others. To Mark, Cheryl, Donnie, voice actor Ginny Hayes, Mary S., Fiona and her son Alden, and Eddie L. Foyer's family, I extremely enjoyed your participation in the holiday episode. Fiona, I think your son sounded so cute and adorable and appreciated your version of Aldangzine. Donnie, you and I have a lot in common. We share a great sense of humor. Sarah, welcome to the BCs. I read most recent couple of blog posts and I love how you think. Intentions instead of New Year's resolutions. I quit living by the spirit of New Year's resolutions years ago because like most people, I made and quickly broke them and quit until next year. Now I make goals and review them frequently and draw a line in the sand and start over if I failed that day. Based on your post, I will start my day listing my intentions for the day with long-term goals as a guide. Now Dave is referring to our new BC Sarah's blog, Mindfully Sarah, which you can find too at mindfullysarah.com and that's Sarah with an H. Donnie also had a great idea for a different way to focus on your new year. Happy 2018, Lori, and Brave Companions. I'm not one that's big on New Year's resolutions because, I don't know, every day of my life is a new resolution. I wake up, and I'm thankful that I woke up another day. Some days, I'm like, oh, crap, I woke up again. But, you know, every day is the first day of the rest of my life. So instead of New Year's resolutions, every year I try to come up with a word of the year. This year, for 2018, my word is satisfaction. In 2017, my word was freedom. I wanted freedom from guilt, from shame, from diet hell prison, from overwhelm, freedom from, I don't know, misery. But I've decided that I want satisfaction. I want satisfaction in life. I want satisfaction in living. I want satisfaction in my relationships. I want satisfaction with myself. And so my year of 2018 is to strive totally forward for satisfaction. And I challenge all of you to come up with a word that you want to live by, that you want to have to be your personal mantra. It's really hard during this time. Everybody's making New Year's resolutions. You go to the gym, you can't find a place to park. I always hold on to high hope, though, because I know next week... Well, maybe next month. 
said everything will be back to normal, which is why I don't believe in New Year's resolution. Because New Year's resolutions. Hmm. People worry so much about what they do between Christmas and New Year's. I think really we need to worry about what we do between New Year's and Christmas. Happy day, friends. Let this be my year of satisfaction. I love Donnie's word, satisfaction. Satisfaction, that is almost satisfying to think about satisfaction, an important word. But after pondering for a while, I came up with a different word for my 2018. My word is self-confidence. I want to become more and more confident in my own authentic self and the knowledge that that self is enough for my happy, meaningful life. So BCs, what would your word for 2018 be? Leave a comment on day 154 or call the Bravery Hotline and share. I was delighted that our old friend BC Suze posted on day 153 about my painting. For those of you who frequent CompulsiveOverEatingDiary.com, you know that I swapped out my traditional show day selfie on day 153 for a photo of a painting I did for my youth. This change is also for me to encourage my goal of expressing myself in different ways. Anyway, BC Suze writes, quote, your painting is amazing. Very sophisticated composition and execution for a 10-year-old. I am super duper impressed. And I'm sorry I haven't been back to the podcast since you returned. I'm still struggling with the same old things, but I'm still trying my best to take better care of myself. I hope to catch up with you in the BCs in the new year. Best wishes and salutations to everyone. I wrote back, Dear Suze, how touching and exciting to hear from you. I'm especially thrilled that you enjoyed my painting as I love and respect your art talent so very much. I look forward to whatever you're comfortable to share with us and send you big hugs and love, XOXOXO. And to close out this show that celebrates all the wonderful memories of friends past and the cherished moments with friends current, I want to share the powerful story of my voice acting friend Haley and the quote she chose to share. Hello, this is Haley Mix. It doesn't matter how this looks to other people. If this is something you've got to do, then you do it. Fighters, fight. Rocky Balboa. I chose this quote by Rocky Balboa, Fighters, fight, because my whole life I had been fit, trim, healthy, a girl with a goal, a girl with a plan. I felt like I knew who I was and where I was going. And shortly after 30, I had lost my footing altogether. I had gained over 40 pounds. I was on the verge of obesity. I found myself extremely depressed, lonely, discouraged, and without direction. Over the course of 2016, I had to choose each day to fight for health and wellness and lost 30 pounds that year. And as I did that, I decided for 2017, I wanted to give it everything I had, push every fear I had, every self-worth issue I had, every lie I'd told myself aside and set out to embark on my very first NPC bikini fitness competition, which I knew would demand 
every ounce of mental and physical strength I had. This was my anthem for that journey and helped me immensely in my journey towards rebuilt self-confidence, self-worth, helped me make great strides with my depression and anxiety as well and prepared me for new battles that I now face as one of many women who share the sad and unnecessary yet all too common issue of the Pound Me Too campaign. I joined that group and am now in that fight using this same anthem, Fighters Fight, to work my way through it. Thank you. Haley. Thank you so much for your bravery and for sharing your story. BC's Haley's story has so much to it. If you met her in person, you would see her outward beauty and her very excellent physique. And she is so well-spoken and poised. She might be one of those folks whom we might tend to be envious of or secretly hate for being so perfect when measured against our own insecurities. But as she so eloquently put it herself, Haley has had far from an easy ride, and this last year's events proved how very deeply Haley had to be willing to dig to keep herself strong in the face of terrible adversity. Haley is to be admired, not only for the championship body shape she's achieved, but for her stellar courage of character. And if you would like to be brave like Haley and Josephine and share your voice, you can find the list of inspirational quotes started by BC Dave on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com. Until next time, BCs, take care, because I really, 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 thanks for the memories. Care. Take a step back, look around. Breathe in the air, let down your hair, just listen.